Hello everyone and welcome to the Banter Roundtable podcast. This is your host, Ben Cohen. And I'm Justin Rosario. The Banter Roundtable podcast is brought to you by the Banter Newsletter. We rely on our generous subscribers to keep going, so please support us by signing up for a Banter membership today. You can get a 50% discount when you join the community and you'll get access to all our premium articles and locked archive. You will also be supporting independent, responsible media at a crucial time when our democracy is in peril. Your support is greatly appreciated. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 100 of the Banter Roundtable podcast. And a big welcome to 2024. Amazing, right? It's weird. What that's how you start a year with episode 100. Yeah, very fortuitous timing, I would say. Uh, we almost did record this at the end of the year, but we decided to hold off and wait for um the new year because uh we needed a break. And what better way to start 2024 than with episode 100 of your favorite podcast in the entire galaxy, right? Exactly, exactly. Um so, look, I'm hoping everybody had a, uh, a restful holiday. I was back in the UK with my kids and my my, uh, my family. I wouldn't say restful was the word, but... Um... <laughs> cool, International thought, but... travel with toddlers. Good God. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We made, just <laughs> briefly, we on the way home, um, we got to Heathrow Airport uh, with two and a half hours to spare. And the lines were so insane to get through that we made it with a minute to go before, Damn. They, closed, before they closed the gate. One minute to go. We were the last ones on the plane. Um, and then they left my luggage in London. So that was great. <laughs> that was well, luggage. better your luggage than one of the kids. Uh, depends, <laughs> on... <laughs> uh, depends on your perspective for how much you like sleep, you know. My suitcase doesn't wake me up at three in the morning. They, you know, they're, they're going to hear these uh, th- these podcasts one of these days. They're going to be like, damn, Dad, what's up with that? Yeah. Anyone in social services, please ignore that. That was a joke. That was a, that was a joke. Um, but yeah, Justin, how about you? You had a good time? Uh, yeah, it was good. We didn't even get drunk. We just had a nice, peaceful, relaxing holiday break. So it was great. The kids weren't happy to go back to school. But, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, we've had that fight. We had that fight. <laughs> Well, look, we have a a very exciting show for you today. Uh, First up, we're going to be talking about Claudine Gay, the now ex-Harvard president, Uh, the plagiarism, her plagiarism accusations, resignation and the rights double standards. It's a very contentious issue. Uh, We have um, some uh, thoughts on that, which we're going to go into. We dig into the healthcare debate with Biden's pivotal insulin price cap. And we look at the impact of that and the media's very surprising reaction. Well, very unsurprising reaction. <sighs> the alt-left is whipping up hate against Jewish doctors because, of course, they are. We then talk about Marianne Williamson and Dean Phillips. Who's Dean Phillips, Justin? Oh, yes, He's he a guy me. that's something and guy. doing a thing and I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway, they can't get on the ballot. It must be a massive conspiracy because um, it must be the democratic deep state that's stopping them from doing that. But we're going to talk about that. We have our fascist of the week, Florida Surgeon General Joseph Ladapo. We have our ray of sunshine at the end of that with some very positive news. We'll be going there. That's a good thing to talk about. And then we'll be going into the emergency meeting 
where we're going to be asking a very, very difficult question. Should Trump be removed from ballots around the country? Right. This is um, an extremely loaded question. Uh, it's actually a real conundrum because it does it help or hurt Trump? We're going to be digging into that in the emergency meeting podcast. Remember, you can get access to the emergency meeting podcast by becoming a Bantam member. Uh, bands of membership, you get 50% off, um, gets you access to the emergency meeting podcast, gets you access to all of our members only articles, gets you access to member chat threads um, and our locked archive as well. And it is the our only source of income. So please, please, please become a member if you like what we do. If you listen to the podcast every week or read, you know, if you're enjoying our articles, please consider supporting us financially. It means a huge amount. We had a really good year last year. I think we grew by 30%, which was fantastic. Nice. Um, yeah, this is one of our best years on, on record. Um, but we need more. Obviously, we, we need more paid subscribers to keep going um, to support what we do. So anyway, there, there's my pitch. Um, thank you very much. It, all, everybody who's subscribed already, we really appreciate it. Uh, not a day goes by without um, me feeling very, very thankful for all of our subscribers. Um, so look, let's go. We'll move on to um, Claudine Gay. Now, Justin, uh, we were discussing this before the podcast and we basically came up, we both have pretty much the same opinion on this. Yeah, right? more or less. Uh, so Claudine Gay resigned, right? She was the president. She's the, she's, I think she's a Haitian American, right? Am I right? Oh, I have no idea. That, that yeah. I haven't, I, I didn't look into her background whatsoever. Yeah, I think, by the way, she's the first uh, black, president of harvard black woman president of harvard so it's a very historic hire um but she was in in december last month i think it was in december early in december she took part in a disastrous congressional hearing um with but she was grilled by congresswoman elise stefanik who's a republican over um whether jews whether calling for the genocide of jews constituted bullying and harassment and Gay, like the other, the presidents of it was University of Pennsylvania and um, MIT. MIT gave disastrous answers. It was absolutely atrocious. It was terrible. It was terrible. It's it's the easiest question to answer in the world. Does calling for the genocide of Jews constitute bullying and harassment? Yes. You just have to say yes. That's it. You don't have to say there's no, you don't have to say depending on this. No, there's no depending on anything, right? But um, I actually thought that Gay was seemed like the most normal out of all of them, to be honest with you. Um, but regardless, like if you just imagine if that was if 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 Claudine Gay wasn't black, it was a white president of Harvard, and uh, people were shouting, you know, uh, calling for the death of all black people, right? That they would be fired instantaneously for refusing to call that bullying and harassment. Right. And just to be clear here, we, we, we all agree, Elise Stefanik is pure trash. But that doesn't mean that the question, I mean, yeah, everyone's like, oh, it was a gotcha question. It's like, yeah, but not really, though. Uh, you know, it's not if, a it, yeah, if someone asks you, is killing and eating babies wrong, you, you shouldn't have to struggle with the answer there. And if you struggle with the answer, yeah. that's on you. That's not on the person asking you the question. That's your own goddamn fault. Right, 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 right. Exactly. So I, I think it was um, 
absolutely just, it was absolutely right that Claudine Gay uh, resigned, right? But she didn't resign over that, really. Harvard stood by her, which I thought was terrible. I believe it was that the, uh, at least I know the UPenn um, president resigned. I believe the other two did resign. But uh, Gay... I don't know about the MIT one. I don't think the MIT president resigned. I think well, it was just the know, Pennsylvania one. Right, 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 right. So, uh, so anyway, Claudine Gay is the second one of these people, one of the presidents who was um, grilled. She, she's the second one to have resigned. But it, it took long enough. But she resigned over over plagiarism. Right, right. So people have been digging up um, her academic track record, and they found out that there are multiple instances of plagiarism. Right or or things that constitute that are nearly plagiarism. They're not good. Right, they're, they're they're plagiarism adjacent. I think it was that she didn't give credit to people, or it's not exactly plagiarism. It's kind of plagiarism, or mostly play. It's not. It wasn't exactly the same thing. Um, right. which is why when the first reports came out, um, Harvard kind of said, "Yeah, no, we're not going to bust their chops about that. That's not plagiarism." But then more stuff came out. And then it was like, okay, well, there's a bit of a problem here. And she said, I'm a distraction. I'm going to step down because right. there was too many different things. Um, but it wasn't exactly plagiarism the way that you generally think of it. Um, mm. But it was a close enough that it was too much of an issue. And she decided between this and the, the you know, the, the congressional hearing, it was she was like i'm a distraction uh, you know this is i'm becoming a distraction from our our mission here i'm going to step down um which you know again she should have done that back in december because at that point she was a distraction but this was too much so yeah, yeah and and i and i would say that look there there are multiple accusations of plagiarism right and uh it's not probably if you're president of harvard it's probably not good enough to be honest with you, from what I saw, um, from what I've read, I think you, you should be, at that level, you, you should be basically unimpeachable, right? Right. The fact that, and that's, that it is what it is. It sucks, right? And and I'm not really a fan of that kind of politics, as it were, you know, mining through people's academic track records and do, doing that kind of thing. I think that if you go back through anybody's life, anyone, you know, life's work, you're going to find... If you, I mean, I look back at some of the stuff I wrote 15 years ago, and I think, who the what the fuck was like that? Who, what kind of an idiot would would say that? And right, <laughs> so, do, do you know what I mean? So I, yeah, I thought, no, like, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not president of Harvard, right? Right. <laughs> right. I, I wouldn't qualify based on my based on some of the things I've written over the years, right? From yeah, no but there's way. a difference between oh man, I can't believe I wrote that, and oh yeah, I kind of plagiarized because you know. I have not done that. And I'm presuming you have not done that either. And that was the thing that we discussed before. You know, when it comes to digging through people's old papers and old books, no one forces you to plagiarize. No one forces you to like take chunks and rewrite them without really rewriting them. Mm. You know, it's like if you're going to take big old chunks of someone else's work, you should probably give them proper credit for it. If you don't, well, then. That's on you, right? You did that, and no one forced right. you to do it. And if you get caught, and that's your problem, you know, right. which is why I'm not super duper upset they did it. You know, it's like, okay, well, fuck around, find out. Sorry. Yes, 
but that being that being said, right? It's I think it's pretty clear that the right were gleeful over Claudine. Oh, absolutely, Depp. they were gleeful oh, over it. Yeah, they and there what there was a clear racial element in all of this stuff. You oh, know, for she, sure. Calling her a diversity, equity, and inclusion hire, uh, this kind of thing, right? It was there was a particular glee with which the right covered this stuff. It was back-to-back coverage of mostly Claudine Gay, right? And the, the pile-on from the press was definitely part of that because this was this was a four-week story. Right. The press, right, the right. press covered this for four goddamn weeks. Now, again, not defending her, but the story of Trump disappearing a 10-inch binder filled with national security stuff having to do with Russia, that did not last a week. That was less yeah. than one week that story was it right. was in the was in the cycle. And this thing has been going on for four weeks. Right. So which one of those is more important? Yeah. Which one of those, I mean, not for nothing. Yeah, she's the president of Harvard. Trump is running for goddamn president again. Okay. Right. The man right. is literally on trial right now, or he's right. he's in court for stealing secret documents, classified documents. There's yes. a real chance he's going to go to jail for that. And here is another giant, a ten inch, a ten inch set of um, folder uh, binder. That's a right. huge amount of documents. Ten inches right. is fucking massive. Okay, that's a lot. That's almost a foot worth of paper. And yeah, whatever. It's like four right, or five days later, mean, they stop talking about it. And there's a there's right, it's a double standard. There's a double standard applied to the left, and there's a, when it, you know the Republicans hold the left to much higher standards than they hold their own side to, particularly if it's a black woman, right? And so does the press. It's right. not just the right, it's also the press. Yes, exactly. And there's a long history of that. There is, I mean, look, like, I'm writing a piece on this at the moment um, about Claudine Gay, uh, which is, I'm trying to make a complex, a nuanced point, which is very difficult in this day and age, because I feel like, on the one hand, if you criticise, the left has gone too far, right, where they say you can't criticise a black woman ever because that would be racist, right, which I think is actually in itself racist, as if black people are too stupid or um incompetent to defend themselves like i think claudine gay is a very smart woman capable Shit, of defending she's the president of harvard she's goddamn smarter than i am well, yeah of course right of course so I, i'm not really the left kind of infantilizes minorities in a lot of ways by saying that um you can't criticize you can't criticize them because that would be i've, I've seen this up you know, this is for another discussion, but I this is a problem I have with the left. I think Claudine Gay is very capable of handling herself and uh, fighting back against her critics and defending herself against the accusations plagiarism. Right? She can she can take it. Right? She's the president of Harvard. You're pretty bloody smart to get there. Um, but I think so. You've got to. I do think we've got to be in a place where you can you can talk about this stuff and criticize her for what she's done, which was a disastrous handling of the anti-Semitism. And a track record of stuff that wouldn't hold, like, it's not great, right? The plagiarism stuff, it's not. To be president of Harvard, no, you've got to be better than that. Um, but we have to acknowledge how disgusting the right is. In go they they, generally they genuinely relish going after black women. 
They they really and you. I know this from. Um, I have a. I wrote about this once about I have a friend of mine. Well, not really a friend, an acquaintance in the martial arts world who was a Chicago police officer, and uh, he he became like this alt right January sixth Trump lunatic QAnon um, nutjob. And uh, his Facebook page was just filled with Trump supporters. I think he ran for like mayor of Chicago as well. And anyway, so his Facebook page was just full of like MAGA bros. And they would just post memes of Michelle Obama all day, being referring to her as an ape. Of course. Yeah. Like, it was absolutely revolting racism against black women that I've seen. I mean, it combines their two favorite things, racism. And misogyny, yeah. Exactly. I mean, these are like these are like core elements of the right wing. They they yeah. just live for that sort of thing. Yes, exactly. But we need to. I do feel we need to get to a place where we can. But like both things are true, right? Claudine Gay is not a good president. She messed that up pretty badly. Uh, she should resign. Also, the right is racist, and they're going off to her almost certainly because she's a black woman. Oh yeah, both things can. Absolutely be true at the same time. At, at the same time. So anyway, look, that's that, that, those are my thoughts on that. But if she's gone now, and that's let's uh I think that's ultimately a good thing. She was right that she's become a distraction. She and um I think anybody involved in that hearing was if you can't call the genocide of Jews bullying and harassment and harassment, you gotta go. I'm sorry. Now I do want before we move on. I do want to mention now the 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 right was planning is is planning on using the whole plagiarism thing as like an ongoing an attack, right? They're planning on using this as many people as possible, right? Of course, they're going to go after presidents, they're going to go after professors, they're going to try to use this to to just undermine higher education as much as humanly possible. And the thing that we discussed before the show, and I, I wrote about it on my little newsletter. Um, that I don't think they're going to be able to do this now because once after after Claudine Gray resigned, uh, gay, excuse me, um, people remembered, and I don't know why they didn't remember this earlier, that seven years ago, um, Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch um, also got caught uh, during his confirmation with um, some serious plagiarism, like real plagiarism, like. They just I just saw the example because I didn't look at the example at the time. But I just remember reading about it. It's like an entire page from his book is just complete, almost word for word ripped Whoa. off from somebody else. I mean, it is almost exactly the same with just a little tiny bit of rewriting. And I mean, very light rewriting. It was like, oh, wow, you Jesus, what are you doing there, buddy? I mean, you just copy pasted and then changed a word or two. Um, it's bad, uh, real bad, way worse than whatever they were trying to nail um, Gray with. Gay, Jesus, I keep calling her Gray. Sorry, um, but and the the thing is, going forward, if they keep trying to do this, they have to answer why they're because remember the, the the stuff that Gay plagiarized that, that they're talking about is not recent stuff. Right, this isn't stuff she did like six months ago or last year. This was some several years in her past, and if that's going to be a thing they're going to do, well, then they have to explain why Neil Gorsuch gets to keep being a Supreme Court justice, right? Right. If if these people have to resign their their positions, why doesn't he 
because you can't have that double standard and the press is going to back off because they never want to be seen as biased. Right. Right. They got away with this one. They, they, they claim their, they claim their scalp. They got gay. They got her out of her position. Hooray for them. But going forward, this is going to be way more difficult for them to pull this off because people are going to want to know, Hey, we can do this too. Right. There's Gorsuch. We'll find other people. When, when, are you going to ask them to resign? No. Then you can't ask us to have our people resign. That's not how this works. You don't get right. to do both. And the press is going to step away from that because they're not going to want to be like, oh, yeah, we can only support Republican demands, but we can't do it the other way because that's insane. And they tend not to do that. And once the press steps away from this, then it'll never get out of the Fox News bubble. And once it get once it's trapped in the Fox News bubble, then that's it, right? They're not going right. to be able to get people to resign anymore. Mm. It, they have to have the mainstream media amplify this stuff for them, otherwise, it doesn't go anywhere. Right. So I don't think this is going to be a thing going forward. They're going to try, but I don't think it'll go anywhere. Right, 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 right. Um, all right. Well, look. Let's let's move on. Uh, the next topic we're going to be discussing. Uh, Biden's healthcare, new the this was the uh, Inflation Reduction Act capped the price of insulin at thirty five dollars a month for people on Medicare, um, and it forced manufacturers to lower it for almost everyone. Um, but look, how have the Republicans and the media reacted to this? This is this is kind of fairly groundbreaking stuff, right? This is huge. Uh, right. If people are not familiar, insulin is the stuff that diabetics have to take to control their blood sugar. Um, if you don't have it, your blood sugar, if, if you're having trouble with diabetes, your blood sugar gets too high, which leads to a whole lot of long-term health effects, like mm. really bad. Um, so uh, there's the type 1 that you're born with, that's genetic, and there's type 2, which you can get from various reasons, one of them being if you're overweight. I was like bordering on type two. Uh, my Ozempic has taken care of that. Hooray. But if you need insulin, it is literally something that keeps you alive. Mm. Um, and they had raised the price so much that people were rationing it because they couldn't afford, they, they couldn't afford as much as they needed. Um, so that's super, super bad, and people were getting sick from it. People were dying because of that. I mean, look, this is unheard. I, I've got to say this to all American listeners: this is this is unheard of in the in Europe and in, in the UK. This would this this cannot happen in the UK, and it's because of like it's, it's essentially because of price gouging from the pharmaceutical industry. It absolutely and is, and they're not regulated. They're not just they're just not regulated enough. Yeah, insulin. It's not insulin does not cost much to make. It's not an expensive right. drug to make. They've been making insulin for a very long time, and it is cheap as fuck to produce. But they were yeah. like, "We have a monopoly. There's like three or four companies that make this stuff, and we've got the patent, so we can do anything we want." And they did, mm. and they made billions off of this because people. It's it's like it's life saving. It's necessary, and there's nothing. There's no way to around it. You have to have it, right? Mm. It's like air. If you don't have it, you will die. So mm. they they just price gouge desperate people. And 
the Inflation Reduction Act said, no, nah, we're not doing that anymore. Mm. Um, remember, Republicans fought this tooth and nail. Um, and, oh, well, too bad. Now it's capped at $35 a month. The thing that's most frustrating about this is that the press is somehow trying to spin this because they would rather die than admit that this is something that Biden and the Democrats did. But the press is all over the place going, oh, the drug manufacturers have voluntarily lowered the price of insulin. And it's like, motherfucker, no, they didn't. They did not voluntarily lower it. The reason mm. they lowered it is because it was going to cost them hundreds of millions of dollars if they didn't. They were going to have to start paying the government every time that they, they price gouged um, their Medicare customers. They were going to have to pay the government for it. So they were like, oh, oops, because that's how they changed the law. They mm. changed the price incentives like, yeah, you're not making that money anymore. You're going to pay us for this now. Do you want to keep doing that or do you want to lower the price? And the company said, yeah, we'll, we'll just lower the price. But they're trying to give the credit to these drug companies and they just refuse to give any credit to Biden and the Democrats for this. It's unbelievable that they're actually doing that. So that's where we're at right now. But it's meanwhile, weird place. I just want to make just a quick point here. We're in such a, such a weird place, right, where like I'm tradition I'm basically traditionally like not a fan of big pharma at all right mm -hmm. at all um but I recognize that it has its uses and for example the covid vaccines were created by big pharma and they right. did a very good job and they broke they got that out in breakneck speed and that was like you know and it, weirdly the republicans became like anti big pharma right because <laughs> it was all a deep, deep state conspiracy and you know um, I don't know Bill Gates and fact 5G vaccines and blah 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 blah. Oh, but God. now, actually, if you look at like basically like money, Republicans, real Republicans, uh, the greedy ones, right, <laughs> are of course pro big pharma, right? Because, um, because obviously they get big, they get massive payouts from big pharma. They all their friends work, you know, sit on the boards, are invested in them. Um, they work to help, like Republicans work to deregulate, uh, make sure there isn't enough, you know, there's less regulation around pharmaceutical companies. For example, how much they can raise the price of drugs, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so we're in this very strange place now where, <laughs> like, I don't know, I'm anti-big pharma, but pro-big pharma for certain things. Uh, and it's quite interesting to see how hi hypocritical Republicans are. Um, where they're pro, they're they're <laughs> they're now they're now massive fans of big farmer. Yeah, as long as long as uh as long as they can get big farmer to price gouge people and it destroys people's lives, they're like woohoo. When it's one to save right. people's lives, they're like oh well, well we don't like this. Right. They're right, just exactly. a death cult. They're just a straight up death cult. It, it really is. And speaking um, of death cult, <laughs> so are we moving on to our next uh, topic of conversation? Well, the Fifth Circuit. Oh, the yes, the Fifth Circuit has ruled that hospitals do not have to give a woman abortion, even if the abortion will save her life. That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Because that's in Texas, abortion's illegal. And, you know, the government, the federal government has a thing where it's just like, well, you know, you have to provide, if you go into an emergency room, 
you have to provide life-saving procedures, even if that person can't afford it. It doesn't matter what they're you have to provide it. And they said, hey, if abortion is part of that life-saving procedure, you got to do it, whatever the state law is. doesn't matter what the state law is. You have to provide it. And the Fifth Circuit said, no, you don't, because the state says abortion's illegal, so you will let that woman die on the table right before you give her an abortion. That's literally what they're saying, because in Texas, there are no um, there are no uh, exceptions for the woman's life. They don't care. They they promised promised that there would be exceptions for the health and life of of the mother. They promised it, and yet every turn, nope. Actually, there isn't. Sorry, deal with it. So, but I mean, I think again, this is another sort of um, uh, just a gift to de- for for Biden and the Democrats going into twenty twenty four. Like, why would they do this? Right? This is the more extreme uh, the judiciary gets in this country. Right? The more the ba- there's a much more, there's an extreme backlash when it comes to votes. We've seen this um, in election after election after election. And also the out, basically um, the enshrining of abortion of uh, pro-choice laws into state constitutions as well around the country. That this is a, this is a flipping disaster for the right. Yeah, so I don't know. They're really mad about that. They're like, how dare they? How how dare these 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 people? Like, you know, we want to ban abortion. How dare they not let us? They're, yeah. they're super offended about the whole thing. It's like, well, too bad. Yeah. I just think, I mean, look, it, obviously it's, it's terrible, but I do think this is another thing that Biden can use to his advantage as well. And we oh, need every... They will. <laughs> uh, they absolutely will. So obviously terrible news, but there's a there's a positive aspect to this. I mean, it's, it's going to take years and years and years to to undo the damage um, of Trump's political hires uh, to, to the, you know, the Supreme Court and... Um, I mean, that's basically what he did when he got in, was Trump just appointed judge after judge after judge after judge, right-wing activist judges. I mean, this is what he, this is uh, the legacy of, of Trump's real legacy, really, is stacking the Supreme Court and essentially changing the whole entire kind of political slant of the America's legal systems. It's, well, that's, that's why this election and the next election are so important. Because if we can, if we can just hold on to the White House and Congress, well, the Senate really, through the next two elections, um, Alito and Thomas, they're gonna die at some point. Yeah. And once we replace them, the court tilts back to five four in our direction, and we can start undoing all of this. But it's gonna, we have to hold on to the White House and the Senate. Yeah. We just have to. Yeah. Yep, uh, twenty. I can't believe we're in twenty twenty four. I mean, we'll do another whole podcast on this about what we have to look forward to in twenty twenty four. What we have to not look forward to in twenty twenty four. It's going to be bad. It's going to be real bad, people. I just want to. So excited! I'm not, I'm not looking forward to the next uh, ten months, eleven months. I'm really not looking forward to this at all. But we do what we got to do. We're here. Mm. We're here for you. Um, so look, uh, next topic, we're talking about the alt left and they're now whipping up hate against Jewish doctors. Which yeah, is, uh, 
this is this was kind of this kind of pissed me off to no end when I saw this. This was two different tweets um, from from two women online, um, which normally it would be like, ah, it's just two tweets. Who cares? But they've been seen literally millions of times. I mean, mm. one of them had over five million views on their tweet. Um, so that and now a lot of people were dragging them for this. And I'll read them in a second. But with five million people, not everyone's going to read that and go, oh, these people are jerks. A lot of people read that and said, hmm, yes. So the first tweet is from Syra uh, Rao, which I'm sorry, just horribly mangled her name so apologies uh realizing how many american doctors and nurses are zionists generally genuinely terrified for palestinian arab muslim south asian and black patients even more than usual uh the other one is from rupa myra um md so she's a doctor the presence of zionism in u.s medicine should be examined as a structural impediment to health equity Zionism is a supremacist, racist ideology. No, it's not. And we see Zionist doctors justifying the genocide of Palestinians. How does their outlook slash position impact priorities in U.S. medicine? Now, it's super important here to understand that when these, when when the alt left is talking about Zionism most of the time, they're just they're, it's just their it's just their dog whistle for Jews. Okay. Mm. It's they use Zionism. The Syra Rao. Syra Rao. Yeah, I, I'm familiar with this person. Yeah, I am not. I've I'm, never heard of her in my life until I saw this. It yeah. was like, uh, who the hell is this? But they use the alt left uses the alt left uses Zionist the way the alt right or the, just the right at this point uses globalist. It's just a dog whistle for Jew, uh, mm. because you know. How are you going to know which doctors and nurses are Zionists? You don't. Mm. This is just a way of them making people afraid of Jewish doctors. I mean, it doesn't make the whole none of it makes any sense. Zionism. I am not a Zionist. All right. Zionism is at its just basically not even basically it is. It's it's the it's a call for a Jewish homeland for Jewish people to go to which is israel okay yeah the more extreme version is they want the entire area that used to be israel which is where a lot mm. of the conflict comes from but the basic version of it is israel is the jewish homeland from ancient times all jewish people should go there that's zionism there's nothing in there about jews are better than other people or other people are lesser than jews that's not Zionism. That's nothing to do with Zionism. That's like, it, there are definitely Jews who think that way. God knows I knew some of them growing up. Oh my God, I knew some racist Jews growing up. But yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's you're going to find that in any group. But Zionism doesn't deal with that. That's like a separate issue. You, know, like you, you can have racist Christians. Christianity itself is not racist, right? It's just you you can't really mix the two. They're not necessarily the same thing here. So by conflating the two, you know, Zionism and supremacy and racism, she's doing this on purpose in order to get people to look at Jewish doctors, of which there are many, 
and nurses, which there are not quite as many, and to start like being afraid of them. And when you're afraid right. of someone, you get angry at them, and then you harass them, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Jew doctors is one of is like a really old trope, right? This is not new. This is like a thing that's been around for a very long time. It's like, oh, you can't trust Jew doctors, blah, 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 blah. Right. And what's next, right? Are they going to start bitching about Jew lawyers, the Jew-controlled press, Jewywood? I mean, it's coming, yeah, right? Well, that's of, all of coming. Of, of course. I mean, you have to – there are so many things in these the tweets that you cited, right? There are, there are so many – Things you have to unpack here, right? The the inherent anti-Semitism that you have to unpack. You can't even be, make sense of this without looking at you, uh, only if off you the charts. Not, yeah, uh, it's only if you can not consider Jews a minority that you can say something like this, right? About uh, supremacist, racist idea, blah blah blah. Uh, Zionism, the ideology of Zionism, is about was it found was in the uh, in the eighteenth century. Uh, sorry, the 19th century were poor Ashkenazi Jewish people trying to escape persecution in Eastern Europe from genocide, right? From real white supremacism, right? Well, not even white supremacism, just basically anti-Jew hate from... Yeah, but I say, it wasn't even just, it wasn't just um, and, um, uh, white supremacy. It was everywhere. Everywhere Jews are, someone yes. wants to kill us and get rid of us. Yes, yes, right. Ex exactly. In the Middle East... Um, in in Eastern Europe, everywhere they've been, there there is anti-Semitism, right? So you have to understand that, that Zionism is just a movement. It's, it's for the Jews to have their own homeland, right? It's a, for them to have a political political refuge, right? So you uh, don't where they, where you could walk down the street and not have to worry about someone waving a Nazi flag in your face, yeah, and not get murdered, right? Um, Which I get, yeah, right? Of, of course, right? Of course, there, there, there's a whole debate to be had over whether. Um, was the creation of the state of Israel like the smartest thing to do at the time? Like, you know, maybe not, right? In that play, in that particular time and place, may maybe not. Maybe they should have yeah. given them. I personally think they should have chopped up half of Germany and given that to 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 Jews. That would have been fair, right? Yeah, pretty much. That but been the idea one. of a Jewish homeland, maybe not Israel, but the idea of a Jewish homeland, yeah, I get it. Some place where yeah. Jews can go, where yeah. you know well, they're not going to get killed. They're not going to get killed. Did, right, did it right, right, have right. to be Israel? Eh, okay. I mean, that, that is where they are. They are. They are indigenous to that region. Like I have to yeah. I'm just. Pointing out, I'm just pointing out. I know it's not fashionable to say this, right? Because apparently Jews are white, and therefore they must be part of white supremacy and blah 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 blah. blah. But right, you know what? The whole colonizer thing. You know, it's been seventy years. There's an expiration date on that. At some point, you gotta let that go. That's yeah, gotta you gotta get over that because you know every country was colonized by somebody at some point. At some right. point, you have to get over it. You and have they're not to going anywhere. On. The Jews are not going anywhere. They're not leaving Israel. They've they're, they're not going. To yeah, it's like what what's the cutoff date there, right? right. Do, what what's what's the cutoff? What is it? Do we just have special rules for Jewish people? Well, of course it is. That's the whole point. Of course, but it's of like, course right? Of course, which, yeah. What other countries? It's like, do we go back 150 years for some other country that was founded too recently? When when does it stop? Or is it yeah. only the Jewish country of that course. we that we have to do it with? That at some I mean, point, you have to stop it. 
Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, it would be like, you know, um, I'm reading uh, a book about the Comanches at the moment, the Native Americans, and um, contrary to a lot of kind of more, uh, I would say, probably left-wing history, uh, the Comanches were a brutal empire, right? Contrary to sort of the perception of a lot of kind of um, liberal historians, it's not actually true that the, the Comanches were doing the same thing the Europeans were doing, right? They they almost exterminated the Apache Indians um, completely. That was their me- their method of, of subjugation was extreme, uh, rape, torture, slavery, um, <laughs> right? Like, do Apaches get compensation? Com- Apa- do, are we going to give Apache la- uh, Comanche land to the Apaches now? Right? Do we have to? Do we are we going to relitigate that? Um, I don't think so. Right? There are like shit happens in history things are terrible like we we're basically the history of humanity is pretty fucking bad right actually the creation of the state of israel when you compare it to the 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 uh, founding of other empires and nation states eh, not actually they didn't, that they didn't murder everybody to take it <laughs> no they they absolutely didn't right they absolutely didn't it could not, have been a whole. Not, it could have been a whole lot more violent compared right. to what what's been yeah. done in the past. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And also, you have to remember that Jews were expelled from the Middle East as well. A million Jews were were expelled from the Middle East. More Jews were expelled from the Middle East than Palestinians were expelled from. Right. Uh, Do they get to go back to those countries? Can, no, can Jews go don't. back and take their places back in there? No, of course not. That's not allowed because that they're not they're colonizers, so it doesn't count. Right. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, <clears throat> but this this other uh, woman, Syra Rao, is a. This is a. Uh, I, I know who she is. She founded this dinner where she would charge white women thousands of dollars to tell them that they were racist. Um, oh, for God's sakes! Yeah, I forget what it was called. It was called yeah, race to dinner. Um, she's run for Congress. She was rep- like she created a TV show out of this thing. Um, uh, she's in. I think believe she's of Indian descent. She's an Indian American. Hey, we can go into the history. Of India, India's got its own set of problems. Shit, right? You always want to point the finger at somebody else. That all white people, like in her view, that all white people are racist. That all white women are part of white supremacy. And um, I mean, it's it's kind of it's kind of bonkers stuff. Um, and you know, she's anti-Semitic. She's deeply anti-Semitic. But of course, it doesn't count in her schema because Jews are white. And you can, you know, <laughs> you can say whatever you want about white people and Jews. She, she's a race baiter. She's basically profiting off of being a racist and while calling everybody else racist. That's my. Uh, um... Yeah, that's the thing I was looking at. I was like, all right, yeah, I can see Palestinian, Arab, Muslim. Okay, fine. Sure. Where does the South Asian and black part come from? Like, why would why would a Jewish doctor who, you know, oh, I'm a Zionist, I, I you yeah, know, yeah. Israel, why would they target South Asians and black patients in America? No less. It's like, it's like, how, how does that, how does that help you reach your goal of a Jewish homeland? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because uh, Jews even on its own terms. Yeah. Jews are white and therefore racist, which yeah, is in, in itself, it's, it's just racism. She's basically a racist. She's a racist, um, but it, it's the it's the absolute worst excesses of of militant identity politics, where you, she's become she's she's the, a caricature of an identity politics militant, where she has become exactly what she hates. 
she supposed she she purports to hate racism, be anti-racist, but she's become, in the process of that has become a racist herself. I'm telling you, the Jew lawyers, the Jew press, and Jewy would, it's all coming. Yeah, it's all it's yep. all coming at this point because yep. that's just that's the path that they're going down. Not just these two women, the whole yep. post left, the alt left. They've just mm. decided, you know what? It is okay to say anything we want about Jews because they're the bad guys here. So they're just yep. like the right went down this road years ago, and these mm. people are just walking the same well-worn path. And they mm. think it's like, oh, this is all new territory. No, it's not. This they're 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 just waiting for you at the end of the trail with their little red hats, and you're yeah. gonna put them on when you get there, and you're gonna be like, Oh, we're home. Yep, exactly. Um, so look, uh, let's uh, well, just very briefly, we've spent a lot of time on this. Sorry again, we I know we talk about the anti-Semitism stuff, but um, it is important. It's part least. of our Jew conspiracy. Yeah, of course. Yeah, two Jews on the podcast, right? Um, so look, the Marianne Williamson. We'll just talk about this very briefly. Marianne Williamson and Dean Phillips. There was a giant conspiracy, apparently, Justin, to keep them off the ballots. Yes, it, but it's a bipartisan right. conspiracy too. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't get on the ballot in Florida or Tennessee. Um, they keep failing to get on the ballot and they're blaming it on a conspiracy, right? But they didn't meet requirements in North Carolina, which is a uh, North Carolina. Did that go red? Uh, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's purplish, but it's currently run by Republicans. Yeah. And I think it's at least Trump won it one of in 2016, at least, right? Um, yeah. E either way, it's not and Florida and Tennessee are definitely run by Republicans. So yeah, so it's not a conspiracy. You're just crap candidates, and you're not serious. And they're trying to sell books. Basically, uh, Marion Williamson is trying to sell books. I don't know what Dean Phillips is doing, but you know, well, and know the important thing here is not just that they're not getting on; is that mm. they're both going out there and complaining that they're being kept off the ballot and that they're, it's the DNC is doing this, the Democrats are doing this. Williamson is actually directly blaming Biden. Like she was on a phone call with the supporters and, what, and blaming Biden directly that, you know, he could end all of this with just a phone call. Why isn't he doing that? It's like, um, you're running against them. Why should he help you exactly? So, but, and, and the, the thing is, is the more they do this, the more it becomes obvious that it's just a rat fucking operation. They're not. Mm. They're not actually here to challenge Biden. They're here to create the illusion of a rigged contest, just like they did in 2016. Right. Mm. The whole thing was, you know, it's like, oh, well, I'm not winning, so therefore it's all rigged. And the whole point of that was to drive voters away. Right. If it's right. a rigged, if it's a rigged primary, it's a rigged contest. Well, then the DNC's cheating, and you shouldn't vote for Biden. That's what they're doing. And by the summer, that's all they're going to be talking about is how Biden only won the primary because the DNC cheated. And it's yeah. going to be constant. It's going to be a constant, constant talking point over and over and over and over. And it's that's their entire point of doing this right now. Mm. And they've been working up to this for months. And now they're, now they're deliberately, and I, and I do say deliberately, not getting on the ballot in these states. They're not putting in the effort and they're doing it on purpose just so they can say we're not getting on the ballots and they're making sure that we're, they're keeping us off of it. It's all a conspiracy against us. Right. Of course. Of course. Well, look, let's move on. 
We have our fascist of the week, which is Florida Surgeon General Joseph Ladapo. We struggled a bit over his name. I hope we're pronouncing it right. Uh, because <laughs> it's one is fucking hilarious. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Um, <laughs> trying to stop the use of this is the this is the surgeon general, right? He's trying to stop the use of COVID vaccine in the state because it alters DNA. <sighs> <laughs> this is good <laughs> lord <laughs> i'm sorry it's during an interview with uh steve bannon i can't believe steve bannon is still is he actually still alive i mean every time i see steve bannon i mean he, he could just quiet. be a reanimated corpse so i think he might be i think he might be but anyway he did an interview with uh with steve bannon um, he says that COVID mRNA vaccines are the, the antichrist of all products. So wrong, you know, it's just complete disrespect to the human genome and the importance of protecting it and preserving it. And that is our connection with Scott. How did this guy get go through medical school? Uh, <laughs> hey, what's, um? oh my God, what was his name? The brain surgeon that was in um Trump's Ben, ben Carson. Carson. He's literally yeah. a brain surgeon. And my God, he's just like dumber than a bag of rocks. Yeah, but he's, he's brainless. First brainless brain surgeon. I think he brain surgeoned himself. So I mean, how, how does that happen? I mean, clearly, uh, I mean, I'm talking about Ben Carson, who is clearly, I mean, a, a brilliant doctor. Like, no, you know, all jokes aside, the guy is like one of the top. Yeah, he wasn't just a straight brain surgeon. He was one of the top brain surgeons. Yeah, yeah, but an, an idiot when it came to politics, at least. I mean, it's like Elon Musk, right? Elon Musk. I do. Th I mean, clearly, the guy is a, is is a genius at certain in 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 certain regards, right? He's got there's something he's done something right. But yeah, but being smart in one a, thing doesn't mean you're smart in everything. Yeah, he's a, he's a moron. I mean, wow, wow. Anyway. Right, so the reason the reason we picked uh, picked this uh, we picked this for the fascist of the week is that the whole obsession with purity is very much fascism 101. Um, mm. Unvaccinated Republicans have been referring to themselves as purebloods for like forever at this point. And, you know, they've been killing themselves over this for years because they won't take vaccinations. They won't vaccinate vaccinate their kids because of freedom and purity. And it's a hatred of the fascist hatred of government. As long as people, as long as the government's encouraging people to vaccinate, they'll fight it tooth and nail because government bad. So, you know, it's just, this is just more of that whole fascist wave that's taken over the right wing. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah, yeah that is exciting. <laughs> um, wow, that one, that, that's, a, that's a special one. Anyway, that's, that's our fashion of the week. We are rare sunshine. Okay. Right? You want to say this, Justin? You wanted yeah. to talk. This is your nerd, uh, nerd topic. Yeah, you, you got to give me a moment to be nerdy here. All right, so I'm, I'm going to make this a little quick because there's a there's a bunch of it. The economy, right? Axios wrote an article like a week week and a half ago. The economy is predicted to be normal for next year. Now that sounds kind of like well, big deal. That is a big deal, right? The economy has not been normal for quite some time. COVID's been wrecking the economy. It's been bouncing all over the place. It's been unpredictable. That seems to all be done. Um, inflation is down. Not inflation is going down. Inflation is down. The price of gas is under $3 in most states. Uh, not just some states, most states. Job growth is still strong. Wages are up. Specifically, they're, more, they're more, up more than inflation, which, again, is still down. Uh, the Fed is expected to cut rates over the next several months, which means that any fear of recession is pretty much done. 
unless something really weird happens that's like like an outside shock that is nothing to do with our economy to begin with, right? You can't predict that. Um, part of the reason the economy is doing so well is that Biden and the Democrats passed a huge infrastructure bill and the CHIPS Act that turbo boosted American manufacturing. Every politician has been promising to, quote unquote, bring back American manufacturing jobs since Reagan and the GOP allowed corporations to send manufacturing overseas. Biden and the Democrats pumped mil billions, not billions, billions into the manufacturing, uh, into different sectors, and it's been working. Uh, we we have like $200 billion being spent in manufacturing right now, which is more than double than it was in 2020. Um, that's a huge amount of construction. There's so much. There's a labor shortage. When was the last time you heard that about building factories in the United States? And once mm. all the factories are built, they're going to need workers. And those are all good paying jobs that cannot be outsourced. And that re reduces our dependency on imports for critical technology like computer chips, which is mm. the, one of the reasons we passed the Chips Act. It's just huge deal. It's really good for the Democrats. And it's been driving Republicans and the press insane because they desperately needed a recession to bash Biden over the head with. So this has been phenomenally good news all around for the economy and going throughout all of next year, a stable, normal economy is literally the, the best possible thing that could happen for Biden. So, yeah, of course. Of course. I just hope, and also I hope that the Democrats, my only quibble with the Democrats, right, is, is well, for God's sake, sell this stuff, sell it sell it talk about it all the time brag trump that was what trump is great at just bragging about things that he didn't do he just took credit for it right i mean it was like uh trump care right <laughs> remember when he remember when he he they they finally um announced trump care right uh what they what he did was basically just rejig obamacare he made a few um uh, executive orders that were probably illegal um, and then claimed it was an entirely different healthcare system and called it Trump Care, right? Oh, and, his, and his fans believed him. <laughs> so look, like at least take, just take a leaf out out of his book and do something. You've got something real to brag about. Just brag about it, please, please, now, please. The it. flip side of that is that the press has been working overtime to convince yeah. people that I mean, half the country thinks we're actually in a recession. We yeah. haven't been in a recession the entire time Biden's been president. And the only reason people think we're in a recession is because the press keeps writing articles with uh, with um, with um, titles like, are we in a recession? Is a recession right around the corner? Yeah. Pundits think there's going to be a recession next year. So people think we're in a recession because the press keeps making them think that. They've right. spent three years working really hard to make people think we're in a recession because they really really wanted a recession to happen badly, desperately, because Republicans need a bad economy to make it more of a contest between Biden and Trump, because a good economy makes people happy and happy mm. people tend to happy, happily vote for whoever's in office. Right. You know, so I mean, this is this is a ray of sunshine, just now. I, I, I uh, concur. Well, look, um, that's the end of the podcast today, the free podcast. We're going to move into the emergency meeting podcast now, where we're going to be discussing an extremely contentious issue, right, as to whether Trump should be removed from ballots. Um, there are two arguments, 
obviously <laughs> for and against, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not much but, of a middle ground there. <laughs> look, I find myself to be on the fence, but I don't know. Like, I'm. It's weird, right? We're going to discuss this in, in the emergency meeting podcast, but this is a really difficult issue because <clears throat> this could help or hurt Trump, right? Depending on how you look at it, and it's. It, I think it's not. You know, first of all, there's the moral argument, and then there's second of all, there's the practical argument. So we're going to be digging into that. So please come and join us. It's a short, the emergency meeting podcast is a short podcast that we do, 15, 20 minutes long, where we discuss slightly more controversial issues. We're a bit more kind of like uh, I think there's then more. There's probably a lot more swearing, right? We swear quite frequently. I never yeah. curse. I have no idea. No, Justin never about. curses. Uh, so we're going to head into there. Um, if you want to listen, come jump over, get yourself a uh, banter membership. You can get 50% off and listen to that. You get access to all of our members-only articles as well and the locked archive and member chat threads. Uh, you'll be supporting the banter as well. So uh, thanks. Good to see you all on episode 100, and we'll be back next week. Woohoo! Adios.